This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 141 is brought to us by Bybit. It's been an absolute joy seeing people just absolutely rake it this past month on this past crypto run-up, but to sweeten the pot even more because that's just what Bybit does all the time. There are added promotions going on right now. These ad reads are only a minute long, so I'm not going to get into them too much, but they both involve Bitcoin. You can actually trade BRC20 tokens now if you want to, and there's a big Bitcoin giveaway happening as well. All of this can be found on the blog if you scroll down near the bottom of it. I try to keep that promotion section up to date and fresh. So click the link down below in the show notes, get on that blog, click on my affiliate link at the very bottom and get yourself started because as always, with Bybit, membership has its rewards. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast and just a quick programming note before we get started. This week's episode was going to be a non-crypto episode, but I mean, come on, with what's been going on, we have to continue what we've been doing the last two weeks and put an end to this little mini-series we're doing by continuing to analyze the top crypto tokens out there in hopes that you can better understand what you have or what you might be wanting to buy in the future. I certainly don't think we're in the buy zone. I think the buy zone was before the run-up. <laughs> I don't like buying things during the run-up. You guys pretty much know how I do things now. I try to buy things as cheap as possible. I try to add on at a reasonable price during dips. And then during times like this, we just sit back and watch and wait to take profit. Pretty great. Um, but rest assured, I will be having non-crypto episodes coming up after this one. And if you are a stocks enthusiast, not crazy low-cap mining stocks, but actual big board stock enthusiast, check out this past Thursday's blog if you are listening to this episode in the future. The blog post is called, I'm Going to Retire Off of Oil. Good blog. Definitely recommend you read it. But we need to go ahead and get into things here. If you're unfamiliar with what we've been doing, I simply go to CoinGecko and I take where we left off. And I start analyzing tokens all the way down as far as we need to go. And today I want to go pretty far. So let's go ahead and get into things right now. Starting with Chainlink. Uh, was number 13, has leapfrogged Tron, and is now number 12. Fans of the show should already know my feelings on Chainlink. I am wildly bullish on this. I think it is a blue chip with crazy upside. I always have. We got in early. We added on early. And it has treated us really, really well. The world is finally waking up to what we've been saying this whole time. The entire crypto ecosystem and every blockchain out there, no matter who you are or where you are, is going to need something like Chainlink because blockchains are unable to obtain outside information on their own. And even though some competitors in the Oracle space have popped up, uh, Pith is one on the Solana blockchain that's quite interesting. Chainlink is still the standalone number one by far. It's the one everybody knows, it's the one everybody wants, and it's the one everybody is going to. And with this new CCIP, they are attempting to infringe and take over another token we'll be talking about shortly. I think this thing is just an absolute juggernaut. Um, I'm not buying any more crypto currently, but if I was, I would still be looking to just accumulate more Chainlink along the way couldn't be more bullish. When I brought it up for the first time on this show, people were like, oh, that's so old news. That's so last cycle. Like, why would you even talk about it? And now here we are. So moving down, we have the token I was just referencing, actually, and that's going to be Polkadot. 
Old fans of the show probably know our history with Polkadot. We bought in, we took profit, it came back down and hit our stop loss at break even, and we have not entered it since. Now, Polkadot, if you don't know, is a layer zero. Um, back in the day, I thought it acted more like a layer one, um, but it is a layer zero. It is an infrastructure play that is attempting to connect all of the other blockchains, which in many ways is exactly what Chainlink's CCIP is attempting to do right now. If it wasn't for that, I would be more bullish on Polkadot. But for any techie people out there, or any you know deep dive fans of Chainlink or Polkadot, wants to go to YouTube and let me know in the comments the biggest difference between Polkadot and Chainlink CCIP, please let me know because on the surface, it seems like it attempts to do a lot of very similar things. You know, right now we're stuck with these bridges that are expensive and they get hacked a lot. And CCIP just looks to wipe all that out. And Polkadot does too. But I think there's just too much crossover right now for me to get excited about Polkadot right now. You know, Polkadot seemed to really have its hype cycle back when people were just figuring out what it was. And it had that, that big parachains auction that was happening. It was like, ooh, Kusama, let's everybody get excited about that. I think now it sits at, let me see. 174 on CoinGecko. So that's really my thoughts on Polkadot. Something to look out for, for sure. Um, just not something I'm interested in currently. Let's keep going. And my day is officially ruined. We are officially at Shiba Inu. <laughs> now, if you've learned anything by listening to this podcast, you know that you shouldn't listen to anything I say regarding meme coins. I never get this stuff right. Uh, just last episode, I was saying, okay, for Dogecoin, why would I buy Dogecoin right now? What is the purpose? You know, maybe if Elon's going to use it as a payment rail on X, but there's really no other reason. If I was going to buy a meme coin because I want to participate in the alpha on this run-up, I would buy a lower cap meme coin. It just doesn't make any sense. And what did Doge do this past week? Went up 61%. While Shiba Inu, who ought to have said the exact same thing for, even less so because you don't have that whole you know, X payment rail possibility going on, it jumps up 110%. Like, who is buying Shiba Inu right now? It just it doesn't compute with me. It defies all logic and reason, but I guess that's why these things are what they are. So what the hell do I know? If you want to buy meme coins, go ahead. Vaya con Dios. But I, just, I can't help you here. Either way. I will say there is a bit of excitement over a metaverse called Shibaverse, but there has not been any real development on that. I would say if it ever does get completed, we're in the very early stages. So again, just no reason for me to buy these things ever. But if you did, congrats, man. Just make sure you're taking profit. What is next? We have Polygon. I mean, what more can I say about Polygon? It is the top layer two. It has all the big partnerships, not all of them, um, but as far as layer twos go, they certainly do. And this whole big thing with ZK rollups and IMX partnership they have is solidifying their place in the Web3 gaming space, which is going to be monstrous. You know, not financial advice, but if this thing is not mooning with the rest of the market, as it has not been doing in the last couple weeks, well, maybe that's your sign to add on. I was adding on publicly at 80 cents. I did it twice, and now we're looking at 107. But again, this is a very long-term buy and hold. I think the future is ridiculously bright for Polygon, and I think a lot of you agree. Um, now, we'll be moving to a layer one over time. If you guys didn't know about this, it's going to be changing everything. It's going to be changing its, its ticker symbol to POL. I think we're all going to have to migrate our tokens somehow. So just be on the lookout for that. I would hate for you guys to be asleep and miss that. But everything Polygon has ever done since the beginning, they've done for a reason. 
And those reasons typically make a lot of sense. But I guess, you know, as far as not mooning recently, Polygon's biggest flaw is it did all of its mooning in the last hype cycle. And you're going you're gonna to notice that, too. There's some that have, they're going to have two hype cycles, like Avalanche, like Solana. And there's some that are just going to have that one. And then we, we're going to have to do what I was talking about last week. We're going to have to sit and wait. Let these hype cycles play out. And then we enter a new phase of crypto. And that's going to be, okay, what works really well and what makes a lot of sense? And that's when I really think projects like Cardano and Litecoin, who have already had their initial hype cycles, are really going to shine. Even though Cardano has done very well in this last run, and Litecoin finally has started to do that too. Maybe we'll actually get to Litecoin this episode, not sure. Um, but on that note, we need to keep going. What is next? We have, oh, wrapped Bitcoin. Okay, dumb. I said this before with uh, Lido staked Ether. This does not need to be on the list. This is something dumb that CoinGecko does. So we're going to move on. Next one is TonCoin. So... I'm not going to sit here and explain what TonCoin is because I've already done that on a blog. If you want to go to the blog, and I think it was called WTF is TonCoin. That was the title of the blog post. You can go in there and see what it does. Really just think of it as Telegram's main crypto token and all the prospects it has there. It has recently moved a lot. But again, it's not something that's being used a whole lot right now, hardly at all. So this, uh, even above a lot of tokens above it, is really pure speculation. But if you're going to be the main token of something like Telegram, which has over a billion users, I would say this hype could be justified someday. Uh, too speculative for me right now. Uh, it, it really doesn't look like something I'm ever going to buy myself. But I certainly don't hate it. I certainly don't hate what it's doing. and I certainly don't hate the potential here. Uh, but we should go ahead and move on. Next, we have Uniswap. Okay, I'm glad this one is in the top 20 again, because it should be. And it jumped 40% in one day recently. And I don't know why. I know it rolled out some new features. Those features weren't particularly exciting, at least not 40% jump in one day in a large cap token exciting, but here we are. I think Uniswap was the fourth token I bought after Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. So I've been in this one for a while. I've already taken profit back in the day. And this is just something I'm going to hang on to. You know, it is still the number one DEX on Ethereum. It's what people are comfortable with. It's what new people coming into the space are going to be using more often than not. And it still does a lot of things right. It gets better. The UX gets better. You know, it's not like we're going to come out with some really hot alpha on Uniswap anytime soon. But you know me, I like blue chippers. And blue chippers in crypto can still run a lot because it is still crypto. So I am personally very happy with my position here. Will I ever add on? I mean, unless it drops a lot again, probably not. And even if it does that, I still see other tokens I would like to add on more to. So I think this is just going to be a sit and wait and hold, you know, moonbag type of thing. And yes, you can have moonbags with things like Uniswap. There's no need to go all the way down the risk curve when you can achieve very similar results with an actual blue chip like we have here. Let's go ahead and keep rolling. Next, we have Bitcoin Cash. Now, who is not excited about Bitcoin Cash? People might be wondering, you know, why this thing moves at all. Um, so this is something you actually receive as a Bitcoin miner, should you choose to. This and Bitcoin BSV. It's, the mining aspect of these tokens, or these coins, really, is one of the things that still keeps them afloat these days. So hopefully that little mystery has been solved for you, at least for now. Uh, but you guys know my theory on Litecoin. 
And I think that could bleed down into Bitcoin Cash later. So there still is some potential there because it is finite. There are only 21 million Bitcoin Cash and it costs way less to get one than it does Bitcoin. And I think that could be worth something someday. But let's not cannibalize my future analysis here because next is Litecoin. Now, what is Litecoin doing behind Bitcoin Cash? It really has no business being behind Bitcoin Cash. But as we said, the whole mining aspect and when, you know, when things are cranking, miners are cranking. So it would make sense right now you know, why BCH is ahead of Litecoin. But Litecoin has moved after doing absolutely nothing during these runs for a while. So that is nice to see, at least. But again, my fantasy that I am hoping plays out with Litecoin is something I've talked about in the past. I'm not going to reiterate it again. It's either going to happen in the, in the future or it's not. And if it's not, you know what? I have 20 different tokens I'm invested in. If Litecoin doesn't moon along with the rest of them, that's fine. I'm still going to do really well. But I think the upside here compared to the downside is tremendous. You get such a bigger piece of the overall pie with Litecoin. And I personally like the fact that nobody talks about it, yet it still works really, really well. And it still gets more and more users and continues to hit all-time high for overall users as we go on. And does so in almost complete silence. I think my day is going to come here. Let's keep going. Next we have, at number 22, Internet Computer, ICP. I admit, I do not know a whole lot about ICP. I didn't even know it was a storage play for the longest time, but it is actually the storage play above Filecoin. I had Filecoin number one in terms of overall volume, or market cap, I should say. But no, it's really ICP. And they do a lot more than just storage. It's actually a pretty exciting project that I just haven't looked into enough to, what's the word I'm looking for, credibly speak about. So we'll just kind of leave it at that. I mean, we talked about how important storage is going to be back in the Arweave episode. Um, if you'd missed that, I actually didn't put Arweave on the title, and uh, I explain why. I think it's episode, it's in the 90s somewhere. It'll, it'll say watch list, and it'll say question mark after it. Uh, but storage is going to be gigantic. It is already gigantic in the Web2 space now. And if ICP really is the top player here, then the upside is very, very real. Um, but I just can't speak much about it beyond that. I can't know everything, Contrarians, okay? Uh, but let's move down and see if we can find one I do know more about. So the next one's going to be DAI, which I got to say, this thing is pretty darn resilient. You know, algorithmic stablecoins got a really bad rap back during the Terra Luna crash with UST, but DAI weathered the storm there. During the SVB banking crisis, DAI has some USDC in it. So it also fell when USDC fell, which for a stablecoin is terrifying. Yet, about a year later, we have still weathered the storm there as well with DAI. So pretty impressive. You know, I like having a solid third option for stablecoins behind Tether and USDC. I think there's also going to come a time where staking stablecoins and getting some real yield behind them is going to make a comeback and become a lot more legitimate this time. And I noticed back in version 1.0 of this, you could do a lot more things and, and in a lot of cases get more yield with DAI than you could with Tether or USDC. So I'm glad this thing is in the mix. I think it's good for the overall system. Um, but I think this is really all the time we need to spend on something like, uh, like DAI. So let's try to get another one in here. What is after DAI? Ethereum Classic. Okay, why does this even exist? 
for the same reason Bitcoin Cash is moving the way it is. It is also a miner coin. Miner is an M-I-N-E-R. Nobody's building anything on the Ethereum Classic blockchain. It, it simply exists for this reason. I have slowly gotten into the mining business uh, via proxy miner. So that's the only reason I even know about this stuff is I just kind of learned about it. Um, but once you do learn about it, it does answer a lot of questions about why some of these tokens uh, even exist in the first place, but are, are still like really high up on the overall market cap leaderboard. Uh, so that was quick. Let's see if we can sneak in one more here. Cosmos. Okay, well, Cosmos is one of those layer ones that I'm learning more about. But again, man, I need to get to a certain level of proficiency before I sit there and tell thousands of people on my podcast about it. Uh, but I will say it's actually impressive that it does not get a lot of press or a lot of hype, but we're still sitting here with Cosmos on CoinGecko as number 25. If you take away Lido Staked Ether and wrap Bitcoin, which shouldn't even be there, it would be at 23. To where, you know, layer ones that I hear a lot more about, like Hedera Hashgraph and Algorand, are below it. So props to Cosmos on that, but we're going to go ahead and end here. And that's a good thing because I think we're starting to get into that, you know, I might know about it or I might not know much about it territory. Uh, but everybody continue to enjoy this crypto run. Hopefully there is much more ahead. We here on the podcast will be pivoting into other things, at least for the rest of March, most likely. So even if you are an insane crypto maxi, make sure you stick around for that as well. Always very important information. I think crypto has over time become a very disturbingly large percentage of our overall portfolio. And you're going to want to do some other things to balance that out. So stick around for what's coming next and just understand, if we didn't have proof before, we have proof now that all this time in the crypto space, we were not crazy. Oh no, we were just early. <laughs>